Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking about... um, Something that's really interesting to both Dan and I, and it is the placebo and its evil twin effect, the nocebo. So you've probably heard of the placebo, which is like, I don't know, that like the power of your mind, I guess, to overcome problems. Like if you think you're taking a pill to fix your problem, then you you can actually feel better. And then the evil flip side of it is the nocebo, which you might not have heard of about before which is the opposite of the placebo is where you believe that something is doing you harm yeah did you know that the actual word placebo i think it comes from latin and mm-hmm. it's it's to i can't remember what is it is it to please or i shall to, please i shall please but then i always thought the nocebo was just something the western world had made up like yeah you just put the word no in front of placebo but that actually comes from latin as well and is to harm Oh, I always thought it was just like a made up English word, nocebo. Yeah. As in it's the opposite to, to pleasing, saying no. But they both actually come from Latin and it's it's like an ancient thing, isn't it? This is no kind of modern thing that we've made up. This the placebo and the nocebo go hand in hand and they've gone back thousands of years, like most of we talk about, but it's such a it's such a powerful psychological trick to some degree, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, it's yeah. it's obviously it's most relevant in the in the medical world, which is probably what we're going to talk about a lot, but we're probably going to show that how you can just apply it to everyday life, like the stuff that like Bruce Lipton does and like the biology of belief and all that type of stuff. It just shows how powerful things like affirmations and positive thinking or the flip side to those things, negative thinking, like it shows you how much harm it can do to yourself, worse than any potential disease or anything like that, which you think you might have. Just thinking that you might have it is probably actually worse or it's going to cause you to get it. Yeah, indeed. And like the fact that for any medicine to um, get to to us uh, as users, it has to perform better against a placebo. That's like that shows you how strong a placebo actually is. In fact, some of the um, the drugs like Prozac and stuff, they are they don't perform any better than a placebo. And some of them only work if you know that you're taking them. So how bizarre is that? Yeah, honestly, it blows your mind how powerful uh, like a belief system is. Like just in a, before we came on air, like we were, we were talking briefly about people who believe in God and they believe that they're going to be saved or they believe that God's going to intervene and help them. But what they're really doing is, in a sense, they're just convincing themselves. And that's that's the most powerful thing you can ever do is just convince yourself. Yeah, but then um, they're handing their power to someone else to fix them, aren't they? So in Native American, medicine means power. Medicine, the word medicine and power are interchangeable. So you take someone's medicine, you're taking their power, you're giving your power to them. So it's dead interest. Oh, I just love all that kind of, like how there's no interchangeable between power and medicine. It's just, mm, I think they were onto something. Yeah, well, again, like there's, like we said at the start, there's a long there's a long history of this. This is no modern thing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Obviously, like today we have we have ways and means to study and, and do Test tests it, and, yeah. and figure out percentages. And and um and like you said, probably the biggest fact which fascinated me when doing the research was the fact that 
no drug can go to market without beating the placebo effect in was it a randomized control uh, test yeah and that is huge like i don't know why that doesn't get spoken about more the fact that any drug to go to market it has to beat the power of the own human mind <laughs> to heal itself i know it's... <laughs> no. it should be it should be like the the basis of every medicine on earth everyone should know about this but yeah we don't get taught how to like do positive thing gonna do affirmations or you know live a healthy life because to harness the power of our own healing in our bodies yeah. it's like what? exactly come on it, because the medical industry is is admitting that that is the most powerful thing by using that as the baseline. Yeah. And you were saying like um, about religion and going back to this is where kind of um, the, the word power and medicine comes from. The An interesting thing I kind of was reading about was the, the nocebo effect. So the idea that if you do something, it's going to give you a harmful side effect. Mm-hmm. So there's some theories, or this kind of makes sense in my head as well, that the whole thing of like a voodoo, um, doctor or a, a witch doctor, I don't know what they, would, what they would be called, would put a curse on someone or a spell or a curse and then expect harmful things to happen to the person who they were putting a curse on. So essentially it sounds stupid. It sounds like something from a, I don't know, a Disney film or something, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. if the person knows that you've put a curse on them and they totally believe that they've been cursed, the chances of them having harmful side effects goes up drastically. Yeah, Like it makes something totally harmless, harmful, if you believe it. <laughs> yeah. And it's that cognitive bias as well. That like you'll believe that everything that happens to you is because of that curse. And then all sorts of things will start happening to you because of the curse, you know, that it's, oh, it's the power of our mind. I mean, we don't really tap into it at all, but when you actually think about it, it is mind blowing. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's some things when we like do research for these podcasts that Although we, we kind of know them deep down, we, we might have heard of them here and there, and then you read into them and, and you see examples. You're right, just the power of the human mind and the human body is absolutely incredible. And I remember listening to um, your mate, Tony Robbins, one of his audio books. He was speaking about the power of the mind and positive thinking or negative thinking and, and just convincing yourself, which is essentially what the placebo effect comes into that category, about when people who had um, schizophrenia and they had multiple personalities and uh, that's essentially the brain. Obviously, it's malfunctioning, but it was so powerful that when these people changed characters, the eyes were changing colour and birthmarks were uh, appearing and disappearing. And I just that just blew my mind of just the mind, just a belief system could change the physical appearance of someone like eye colour and skin colour. And I was just like, if if, which obviously some humans do, if you can harness that power for good, you won't need any medicine or interventions ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was just reading about a really um, interesting experiment that they did on some Japanese children with a, a toxic poisonous <laughs> plant. And um, so they labeled this plant as toxic poison and the children were all allergic to this leaf. And then they had, so one side they had the toxic plant and the other side they just had a regular leaf and they rubbed the leaves on one on each arm. And as suspected, the arm with the toxic plant um, came up in a rash. But what they didn't tell the children is that they'd mislabeled the the leaves and it was actually the non-toxic plant that had been rubbed on that arm and that had created the rash. So it's just like the power of their own minds because they thought they were being rubbed by a toxic plant, which would create a itch. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? And it's probably yeah, as well because a lot of placebos and nocebos, it's because 
we get the information like a doctor or a teacher if it's an authority figure who we trust who gives us the information our chances of that belief go up drastically mm. like especially in the medical world if a if a doctor tells you they're going to give you this pill and it's going to make you better in three weeks because they're an authority figure um, it often gets called like white coat syndrome because yeah. you just trust them and you've been told that this person whatever they say is correct you, you're just totally convinced mm. you actually then start convincing yourself that they are right when the whole placebo effect a lot of the time it's just sugar pills or it's an injection of a saline solution or it's surgery where they don't even do anything they just cut you open and stitch you back up but because yeah. you can see the scar you think something's happened you then just convince yourself that you're better and it works more times mm. than an actual chemical medical intervention yeah which has bad side effects anyway so yeah. um, i was watching this I was just telling Dan before we came on air. It's really, it was a really interesting documentary. It was on a couple of years ago about um, a Parkinson uh, to treat Parkinson's disease. And this uh, professor, he was amazing. Actually, he was really trying to work for the benefit of the good. And he was doing this kind of implant into the brain of it had to go into a certain part of the brain. And it was a really intricate operation, and he was convinced that putting this device into the into this part of the brain would stimulate it was like switching back on the nervous the the neurons that were misfiring in that in parkinson's disease and like stimulating that area and um he was convinced it worked but to get it into mainstream he had to go up against the placebo so they showed you the whole clinical trials and what they did i think they had like 50 participants and every one of those participants had to go through that operation but they only did the actual implant into 50% of them. So they'd all had the operation. None of them knew which one was had who'd had the implant and stuff. And it was really interesting watching them like follow, follow the, the because they had like each one of them had their own video cameras and they were following their progress and they had to like have the operation, then recover and go. All of them had to go back into the hospital for checkups and stuff. And it was really interesting how it how the people like how the reactions of the um, patients who'd had the operation and stuff. And they're all like going, Oh, like, you know, if they, like Parkinson's disease really like get the tremors and stuff. And some of them, the tremors had just stopped and they were all like, going, I hope I haven't had the placebo. <laughs> I really want this to be like, I really want this to work. You know, and there was one guy whose Parkinson's disease was that far advanced that he couldn't walk anymore. And they'd like, they'd basically taken him, they'd videoed him because like before Oh, the clinical trials are amazing how they do them actually. And they'd they'd they had to stop all had to stop taking all drugs like for about a month yeah, beforehand yeah. before they went into the trial. And um so it, the Parkinson's had gone to its worst place that it uh, could go to. And this guy, bless him, he couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, and he was basically just crawling. And like they had all the physios there and they were saying, like, you know, like try and move towards them. what bits can you move, what bits can't you move. And then after he'd had the, the had the implant and recovered from his operation and stuff, he was walking. He was literally walking and he was like, this is unreal. I haven't been able to do this without drugs for ages. And uh, it was like really interesting, the, like hope in there. <laughs> you know, they were like, I oh, hope yeah. this is working because like, I want everybody who's got Parkinson's to, to get this in their families, in, 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 in their families and everything. Anyway, then they, it came to the actual results of the trial and, it was so tense because this, this surgeon and this doctor was so convinced it was working and uh, it didn't work against the placebo and um, it didn't score higher than the placebo, this thing. So 
they couldn't go forward with it and they were all absolutely devastated that it didn't do it because they were like look at me yeah <laughs> and but surely um, it just again it it should have they should have stressed and highlighted that this is how effective a placebo is yeah now this is how you implement the positive effects of a placebo exactly, effect yeah. you just need to sit down and do like positive thinking affirmations you know listen to actual health advice and and like really convince yourself because every time you take a positive step towards positive health that is just like convincing yourself that you are healthy yeah but so eating shit was... food and going to bed too late that's just convincing yourself that you are unhealthy that's essentially yeah. what it is Exactly. So they were all absolutely devastated that it didn't score higher than the placebo. And but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. All those effects <laughs> were um from their own minds and stuff. It's yeah. un- unreal how it and then eventually I think they ended up uh, um convincing them to go back to trial or he did some adjustments or something. But um I'm not even sure if it's still a it, I think it still is in um, mm. one of the things, but it's still something that they're working on because this surgeon was convinced that he could stimulate the area of the brain to fire up again. But um, it was so interesting watching like how a clinical trial does go ahead. And it was over years, you know, it wasn't just oh, like, yeah. a, it was over a lot of years. And um, yeah, it, it didn't perform any better than the placebo. So yeah, you're absolutely right that they, you know, this is all within their own reach. And actually afterwards, some of them, some of the people had said, look, like, I realise now that I can do this myself. And so it was quite enlightening for a mm. lot a lot of the people, you know, like um, some of them had gone like completely look, look, looked like normal. They didn't have any of the tremors or anything. And like you see the videos of them like a year or two years ago and they were really shaking and stuff. And it was like one of the guys, I think, even went on to become like a lecturer and he was like positive power of your mind and stuff. Well, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, so interesting. Like you say, we just it's, we don't really tap into that power, do we? Like, and then the few people who do tap into that power and really achieve these great things, and you realize like this is the power of your own mind. Yeah. We often look at them as like just the anomalies where they're just, you know, they're just yeah. outside of the box they can do, but we can't. But people really try and teach this thing, like like um Bruce Lipton, who didn't he shatter his spine in a bike accident? Yeah. And he pretty much the doctor said he'll never move again. In, in his own head, he just fused his spine back together. And now, he, <laughs> and now he teaches how to do positive thinking. He does like mass positive thinking tests. And it's it's nothing, he kind of do nothing that we can't. He just, he just focused and just did it consistently and like intensely. But yeah, it's difficult to get like hard scientific evidence on everyone's minds. But we're all so powerful. We just choose to, like you said, give our power over to authority figures. The trouble is like people like with particularly medicine, those authority figures like doctors and surgeons and hospitals, it's business. It can often be yeah. privatized business. So it's also mistrustful as well. Yeah, I've got a good quote here. You know, we love a quote from Bruce Lipton, who we both love. So uh, if you want to read up more on this, guys, um, Biology of Belief is an amazing book by Bruce Lipton. Um, here's the quote. You have to change your consciousness because you already manufacture every equivalent of a drug right now. Mm, that's good because then people who really believe in drugs kind of, mm. it kind of proves that we already have the drugs available. Yeah. I mean, we're not dissing modern science here, but the power of the mind oh, is no. massive over all of this as well. Stay oh, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes that, like, you know, when people are going through chemotherapy and you always go, oh, stay positive. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like a tokenistic 
gesture thing to say, isn't it? But really, the power of positivity is unreal. And there will be days when you feel like shitty and not positive. But um, oh, I've got another thing for you um, from a uh, learned from Bruce Lipton. I think we learned this in the Check Institute as well. 70% of our thoughts are negative every day. And 90% of those are um, the same thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before. So we're just regurgitating the same negativity all up through our heads. So, And as you know, I've been working on all this year and last year, positive mindset with Mr. Tony Robbins as well. Um, <laughs> and it's made such a massive difference. Like the attitude of gratitude makes a whole world of difference. And especially, like, I mean, me and you are fairly positive people. Like during this whole pandemic thing that's been going on, <laughs> had you noticed <laughs> in the world? This is like, this is it, guys. Just, you know, like your environment, your, every single cell in your body is listening to what you're saying. Yeah, and like I said before, every time you do something which is unhealthy, like it's it's a vote to become that person the next day, the next day, and the yeah. next day. You're just putting mm-hmm. votes in that you want to be that person all the time. And like you said, there's a 70% of the thoughts are negative and they're repeated 90% of the time, day after day. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think his best-selling book is... He was the one who shattered his spine. Dr. Oh, was it him? him? So yeah, I got yes. mixed up between. But his is breaking that the habit of being yourself. Yes. And that's, that's what that means, doesn't it? It's just breaking that habit of negative thinking, but do the same again. Negative thinking, do the same again. You need to break, <laughs> break the habit because all you're doing is, again, it's just all in your mind. So there's like everything in the universe, there's a flip side, there's a yin and a yang, there's a complementary opposite. So there's a, a complementary opposite of doing the same negative thing all the time. There is a positive, otherwise you wouldn't know what the negative is. Exactly. So you have to do that. But yeah, interesting that you mentioned the pandemic, obviously, with the whole placebo and nocebo effect. That is absolutely huge. One of the hugest factors in the pandemic. Yeah. Worse than the illness, probably. I agree, because um, I think this is the first time that we've seen it in action. Oh, like on such a global scale. Mm-hmm. It's massive. People have totally convinced themselves that going out and breathing fresh air is going to harm them that's how powerful it's been so it actually it has a term obviously placebo nocebo but it's called a mass psychogenic illness wow that's a good word yeah so that is actually this is a a term and um it's where like people in the media in the news they convince others that they have the illness however they actually don't but like the nocebo they just they're so worried and scared that they convince themselves in in a bad health Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and then put that together with a, a malfunctioning test and then there you go you've got a global pandemic because I people, totally... it's on the news all the time oh. people, people who are who have who already have bad health things like respiratory diseases and asthma and you know what i mean then they're just so worried all the time they, they literally convince themselves into being ill and that's there's probably no hard scientific fact on that but the statistics would be shocking if there was actually if you could measure it I just remember like the first, when we first went put in lockdown and this one of like an old person, like not an old person, but a person I used to go to school with um, who'd been so careful and locked herself in the house and had like disinfected to the deliveries of shopping and all of this, hadn't seen anybody, but she got COVID and it was like, and she died from it, unfortunately, which is very sad. But 
it was like, how could you be that scared and not do and like not go anywhere, not see anybody, disinfectant everything, and still get it? It's like yeah, I, exactly. we've all heard stories of that, haven't we? Where people have been so careful, yet they're the ones who've got COVID. Yeah, it's a it's that's what they've been saying. It's a mind virus. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a respiratory virus. It's a mind virus. It's like anything. If it, if it wasn't COVID, if it was something else that was going around the globe, it could have been a million different things. But if the news were telling you that it existed and all your neighbours were, you know, lock themselves in the house and looking out behind the blinds and disinfecting the shopping, then the chances of you being convinced that, that exists go up really high. Yeah. So you just get so worried. It is a mind virus. It's not obviously we're not saying there's not harmful things out there. You know, of course, there are harmful things out there. But the with the nocebo effect, it's making the harmless harmful purely by your belief in it. Yeah, like, um, and you keep seeing it. Like the people who are so scared to go out, when they do go out, they're, they're the ones getting it. It's like, I mean, me and you've never stopped going out, have we? Like, you know, never like really yeah, changed my behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just um, crazy. It's, oh, it's crazy. And it's, um, I know we've done an episode in the past about um, psychedelics, about ayahuasca and DMT. And, mm. and, um, a lot of people get worried about doing those things because of the the chances of having a what they would say back in the sixties or the seventies having a bad trip mm. um, or having a negative experience. But most of the time, from what I've read and, and listened to and things, when you have a negative experience, it comes down to the set and setting. So it's mm-hmm. when when you do the ceremony um, or take the medicine, it's what mindset are you are you in and what mm-hmm. setting or what place are you in. So if you do a, an ayahuasca ceremony and you're in your positive mindset and you're with like-minded people and you've got shamans there and they're going to help you, the set and the setting are really good. So you're probably going to have a positive experience. Flip over to the coronavirus. What is your set and setting? Your mm-hmm. mindset is fear. And what is your setting? You've just built a little prison for yourself at home. Mm-hmm. So your mindset and your setting are both negative. So your chances of having a negative experience through the pandemic are going to rise drastically. It's placebo mm-hmm. or nocebo. And it's clear as day, but well, it is to me and you and other other like-minded people. But some people just can't say it. No, I, I just think, and you're feeding yourself. What are you feeding yourself with? What are you feeding your brain with? The news constantly, come like saying, "Got to hide away. The air's dangerous. The surfaces are dangerous. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anyone." <laughs> it's just yeah, like I know. What the fuck? Like you're saying um, that, sorry, just quickly, that the, the, there was actually a study done, I said that long-term, mass psychogenic illness. There actually was a study done where I think it was a, I think it might have been a school or a university, and they said there'd been a gas leak. Bit of another interesting fact that they add the smell to gas, don't they? Yeah. So when there's a gas leak, they can actually smell it, but it's actually odorless. But they mm-hmm. told people there was a gas leak in like a populated area, but there wasn't really. And then people were convincing themselves they could smell it. And they asked and they got a study and figured out how many people said they could smell it when it actually wasn't even there. <laughs> because people were saying, oh, Have you heard there's been a gas leak? Yeah. You know, they could and, smell it. Yeah. And they just convinced themselves that they could smell it and it was having harmful effects when yeah. it, was, it was just totally Nothing made there. up. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember when I was at primary school, <laughs> someone was sick in the schoolyard and then loads of people started being sick. <laughs> it's like a teacher was just having a meltdown. Like, I always remember this. My teacher having a meltdown. Go, but people stop being sick. <laughs> he just yeah. ended up taking us all out into the field. <laughs> I know, like, when you when someone's sick, it is a bit like, oh, because yeah, yeah. smell of it and stuff. But 
literally when you've got a whole class of 30 people being sick, it was not good. Anyway, I was going to just mention something about the set and setting. Um, because you know I'm doing the breathwork and facilitating course and um, that's one of the things that we have to be really um, spot on with the the setting setting it up we call it the frame framing the um, session uh, because you can go really deep with breathwork and obviously I'm just in training at the moment so I don't want everyone to start purging and um, going into like deep healing processes so um, that's one of the things that when you do your frame you set up that this is going to be a positive experience. Like if you wanted it to be like a really deep healing and healing trauma, then you would set it up as that, you know, and create that kind of expectation. But you can frame them in different ways. So that's one of the most important things to to do when you are doing a breathwork session is, is doing the, the frame for it because it keeps everyone safe and sets the expectations and yeah, so absolutely. Like what you just said there. Yeah, it comes down to what you believe your experience is going to be like. Yeah. You just, even before you do any healing ceremony or medicine, it's your your thoughts going in, what you believe is going to happen. Yeah. And, and your positive or negative mindset around it is probably going to be the most powerful thing out of yeah. it all. Um, and like you said, that goes into like a, a medical community. If you totally believe that your GP knows everything and will heal you from everything, the chances that you go there and whatever pill they're going to give you, it's probably going to have a positive effect because you've already convinced yourself that it's going to work. Yeah. In um, the and like we've said a few times now with the placebo effect, is that powerful that any drug that goes to market has to beat the placebo effect? But so there's been quite a few studies done on the placebo effect mm. because of this, but not so much on the nocebo effect. I found this interesting, mm. and it's a pretty obvious reason, really. Because the nocebo effect causes harmful side effects, mm. it's not very ethical to study. Because <laughs> yeah. you're giving this drug is going to make you feel really shit. Yeah, you're not going to have many signups, are you? No. So, no. so it's it, but there has been a few tests and uh, studies done, but like you say, it's it's very hard because of the, the negative side effects. But on the few that um, that have been done, people have actually who've been given um, pills, but they do sugar pills, which is the very common. That's kind of. It, when you say the word placebo or nocebo, you think of this whole sugar pill thing, don't you? Mm-hmm. People have actually suffered like withdrawal symptoms when they've, that's how powerful it is. So they've, the it. doctors took the sugar pills off them, which have been doing nothing, but they've convinced themselves they're getting better, taking them off them. And then they go on withdrawal symptoms and, and there was, it was nothing there. I once watched another documentary yeah. where the person who was on the sugar pills convinced the doctor that he still had to keep coming to see him to get the sugar pill. <laughs> like, even though he yeah. knew it wasn't, it was just the yeah. sugar pill. He was like, no, I, st- I still want to keep going through this. Like it's a ritual, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. Yeah. ritualistic to keep going to somebody in a white coat and getting that pill. So I've got some good, I got found a little good piece of research for you, Dan. They um, did some research on people who are most likely to, um, who the placebo is most likely to work on and who the nocebo is most likely to work on and um, the emotional. And they, they found a link between the emotional state of the person. And um, like we were saying, it's the set and the setting. So an optimist is most likely to um, accept a placebo and it's most likely to work on them. And a pessimist is most likely to work on the nocebo effect. Yeah. Well, that's in my that's mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in, in my notes, funny enough, I wrote down like just to obviously just jotting stuff down just to clarify like a, 
placebo is optimism and a nocebo is pessimism. pessimism if you want to just break yeah. it down to that that's essentially what it is isn't it yeah yeah um i've got a good quote well this is not a quote this is an excerpt from dr bruce lipton's book but i think it's pretty apt can i read it yeah yeah health is predicted upon the nervous system's ability to accurately perceive environmental information and selectively engage appropriate life-sustaining behaviors nervous system notice that if a mind misinterprets environmental signals and generates an inappropriate response survival is threatened because the body's behavior becomes out of sync with its environment we may not think thought could be enough to undermine an entire system but in fact misconceptions can be lethal mm, misconceptions mm. is the key word there i think isn't it yeah so it's your nervous system's response because your nervous system's what's always vigilant looking out for danger and if you like when we're talking about people locking themselves away in and in a fortress that's us that's as a human becoming totally out of touch with your environment and then your nervous system is on constant fight or flight, which brings down your immune system, which creates that environment for a virus Cortis, to... Cortisol going up. Yeah. So it's, it's essentially, we're just animals who are really intelligent. But the fact Are we that, that intelligent? <laughs> well, well, some people are because people who make pills and want to create mind viruses, they know how this stuff works. So it's kind yeah. of like the good and evil. Someone like Dr. Bruce Lipton, who knows how to use it for good, and people who um, uh, teach people how to have positive thoughts, that's really good. But people who want to sell you stuff that there's sugar pills, that's you're going to convince you that you're going to heal from it. That's kind of the negative side. So it's the battle between kind of good and evil. Because so, a lot of people do know how powerful the human mind is and how mm. easily we can be influenced. And if you use that to, I don't know, to seek money or to seek control and power, that's the negative. But there are there is obviously the positive side as well. But often you feel like the negative side because we're so fearful, like you said, 70% of thoughts are negative and they're repeated almost every day. It's hard to figure out the positive, isn't it? But it, it is there and it works. It's a fascinating subject, isn't it? Totally, totally mm. is. Um, I, I try, like I think what you said as well, you tried to find statistics about um, how effective a placebo is. There isn't, it's not measurable, is it? Because everybody's different. Nah. Um, so it says it's as low as 15% to as high as, 75% effective. So it's like a massive, and it, like I said, it depends on your emotional state as well. So yeah, it's interesting. And it's different topics as well, because people have yeah kind of, I know they have fears what they're born with and, and phobias and it's hard to even detect where they come from. Yeah. So like it's, yeah. You know different I mean? drugs and different symptoms and different people. Um, yeah. Apparently there's, um, they've done research on migraines and a placebo is 50% as effective as a, as a, traditional migraine drug on stopping migraines happening so yeah like you say i think that for the placebo there's been many studies done and it's um like you say we can give us like stats out all day long yeah they, they saw a wide range and but the number one thing to remember is that for any drug to go to trial it has to beat the placebo that's how powerful it is and the medical industry knows that um and it's actually surprising that like you say, the drug industry is, it's a private business really, that they use that as a baseline, that they haven't just got rid of that because it's probably stopped a lot <laughs> yeah. of people making a lot of money, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I am actually surprised that that it is, but yeah, people in charge do know that it's, this is a powerful thing. If you can convince yourself that you're healthy and that you're going to have positive results, great. Just, you probably are. just don't do the opposite. 
<laughs> we come back to one of my favorite quotes from Henry Ford, I think. Whether you think you're right or wrong, you're right. You're correct. That's absolutely what it is, yeah. It's probably a good, very simple line to finish on that, isn't it? Yeah. So our conclusions on this podcast are placebo, nocebo, incredibly powerful. Understand the power of your own mind to heal itself. And yeah, power of positivity, man. It's not just a you know a hippie thing. It is oh, an actual real cellular. It is your real. body is listening. Yeah. 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 Like you said, your nervous system. It's it's just reacting to whatever's going on in your head. Um and create a good set and setting, a good mindset and a good environment. And your chances of positive thinking are going to go up. And don't give your power away to people. Do your own mm. research. You know what I mean? Be your own little self-experiment first before you just take advice off, off the doctor straight away. Be your own um, guru. Yeah. And I would say my bit of advice is don't make the harmless harmful by your own belief because that's all you're doing. There are some harmful things. Obviously, getting hit in the head by uh, an anvil is pretty harmful. <laughs> but yeah. thinking everything, thinking bloody fresh air and talking to someone is going to kill you probably won't. Okay, But if you convince yourself it will, the chances of that yeah. happening go up drastically. Exactly. Okay. Um, as always, listeners, hope you enjoyed this one. Let us know if you've got any feedback, comments. We love to hear from you. And also, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, a positive one, of course, because we're all into positivity um, on iTunes. That helps more people to find us. Great. Remember, we're releasing new content every Monday. And we'll be back soon with another fascinating topic. Bye.